Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where's all the money gone? Time now for Your Money. Brought to you by Jem Young Insurance and Wealth Advisors, a family-owned independent insurance and financial planning agency since 1947. Proudly serving you from Star Center Drive in Canfield. Now, here's the host of our program, Leo DePrilly. Good Sunday morning and welcome to Your Money. This is Leo DePrilly. Well, it's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. I hope you've all had an enjoyable time, got to spend some time with family. And we know how that goes, right? It's always fun. Nobody fights. There's never enough food, right? <laughs> and that's the holidays. But it's that season. It's the giving season. So today I want to dedicate this show to charitable giving because it affects your money. It's that time of you because so many of us are blessed and fortunate that we don't really understand some of the challenges in the world. So I want to dedicate this show to giving back. And I have with me this morning a dear friend of mine and one of the folks that I consider one of the top folks in the nonprofit world. I have Bob Hannon with me this morning. Bob, thanks for joining me on the show. Leo, always good to see you. I'm either listening to the show on my way to church or leaving church, depending when I go to Mass. And I learn a lot, so um, it's a pleasure to be on. You know, when I was when I was in college... And I my degree's in finance, but I have a minor in accounting. And we're taking a cost accounting class. And it's a difficult class to take. And the professor gave us credit if we never missed a class, but he called it knowledge through osmosis. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> if we stuck around long enough, we had to learn something, yeah, if, right? If you show up every day, you're going to get something <laughs> yeah, right. out of it, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so... Uh, Bob is the president of the United Way of the Mahoning Valley. Bob's done great work. Uh, I sit on their finance committee in half a year, so I get to see how they raise their money. I get to see what they do with their money and what great stewards they are with the money that they have. And they've done significant good. So we wanted to highlight, Bob, we wanted to highlight the United Way this morning. But whatever your charity of choice is, I'm just asking you to just open up your wallets maybe a little wider this year because a lot of you, again, have had success, uh, but there's a lot of people out there that struggle and fight every day to get to what it is. I don't understand how fortunate that we really are to do it. So let's start with the United Way because um, things have changed a lot since mm -hmm. it's been under your leadership. Significant changes, and to me, I think tremendous changes. And one of the things United Way has gone to uh, that you've championed was the impact model. Okay, right, right. So tell people a little bit about it because I think a lot of other charities are starting to understand that this is a much more effective way to not. Just, it's not about raising money; it's about delivering results. Well, Leo, I, I believe you know the money follows the mission, and, and we've been here well over a hundred years. And, and for our early part of our history, uh, we did a great job raising money, and it was very. Uh, effective, passing money out to great nonprofits that do outstanding work. But the more and more I looked at it is that if you have a passion about a certain organization, 
you can just give to that organization rather than give to United Way to give to that organization. So some people looked at us as a pass-through. We were a lot more than that at United Way. So about a decade ago, and, and actually when I started 15 years ago, we, we started to talk about a community impact model. United Way is a great brand name. We need to be more. We need to be able to be more impactful with our dollars. So we began talking to the community about where United Way could best fit. We saw some gaps in early education, uh, talking with school superintendents, school principals. So we developed the impact model where we lead initiatives. We are the backbone. We don't want to do the work ourselves. One example is our Success by Six program. We focus on children going to kindergarten that aren't quite ready for kindergarten. We partner with the school districts to do a four-week summer boot camp. The teachers in the school, ideally the kindergarten teachers, teach the program. We've had tremendous success. We began with two schools, South Range and Campbell, in 2011. Now we're in 19 school districts. We see the children improving academically, social-emotional, and the same teachers come back and teach it every year. That tells us it's effective. That was our first change of the model. We've taken on many more initiatives. Donors like this. Donors like to see the impact. They also want to come volunteer. And if the program's effective, when you get volunteers, they now become donors. So we're growing our revenue, but we're doing it because the work we're doing, I think, is making much deeper and greater impact in the Valley. And that's important because that this is truly the fabric of, of our societies, our kids. And, and that's the future because so many models that I see, and the reason I'm so behind this is we see so many models where they're fixing a problem that's maybe blowing up in front of them. And, and, and this model starts to help the kids not get to that place in the first place. So there's so many long-term benefits that people don't see. It's easy when there's a problem out there and people are throwing money at the problem, right? Right. But this is a whole fundamentally different way where it's changing the, fi- the fabric of the community. Oh, I agree. I, you know, we, It's a cliche, but we don't want to be a Band-Aid. We want to do more than that. And when we began this work, we said we don't have enough dollars to focus birth to graduation. Where are we going to make our imprint? Where are we going to throw our you know stake in the ground? We focus birth to sixth grade, really birth to fourth grade. Let's get them young. Let's get them early. Let's try to get them reading by third grade and work with these schools to eliminate the barriers. We aren't educators, but if we can provide food, hygiene products, clothing, expose them to field trips that are academic and fun that typically they wouldn't get. Maybe this eliminates some of those barriers to learning. That's what we've done. We have one school district recently that's that's in an urban situation said all our third grade students are at third grade reading. We attribute some of that to the Success by Six program. We attribute that to the Dolly Parton book program that United Way sponsors where kids birth Age five can get books in the mail. So yes, we hope we're addressing deep rooted issues. It's tough, Leo. When when we deal with these families in urban settings, they have challenges that you and I don't have. Can I get gas in the car? How am I going to feed my children? Sometimes going to school and academics aren't top five on their priority list, and and I get that. And and you add into that, and you and I have had this discussion in the past where you're having maybe meetings for parents, and a lot of parents aren't there. And, People look at that and their first blush is, well, there's no parental involvement. And in many cases, excuse me, you're coming back and saying what you find out later is the parents were working. Yes, absolutely. Parents working, two jobs. Many of our children that we support are raised by grandparents, aunts and uncles. So it's, it's not just 
that they don't want to be engaged, but it might be a single mom that has to work a couple jobs. So by us doing these after-school programs and wraparound, we have a 1,000 children, they can be with us a safe haven at the school rather than maybe a second, third grader being home alone because the mother has to go out to work to pay the bills and to feed the family. The reason I wanted to bring this point up, because it's a big one to me, because a lot of people have the perception, especially in the city, that the parents are not engaged with their kids and, and they don't put the value on the education because they're, they're, they're making that judgment from a very comfortable position and they don't see everything that's going on. But you see it. You see a, a, a whole group of well-intentioned, hardworking people that don't make enough. They're making enough money to survive but not thrive. I see more and more amazing families. Uh, I met a woman a month ago. She's 29. She has three children. She goes, listen, I've made so many mistakes when I was a teenager, but now I'm trying to be a good mom and do things right. She works a couple jobs. So she's owned her mistakes, trying to do the right thing. She says, your after-school program allows me to work longer. It allows the children to be in a safe place to get food. Uh, so I agree. Now, listen, are there some families trying to, to maybe take advantage of the system? No question. But I see more and more quality families, especially in the city, that want to do the right thing by their children and really want their children to have a better life than what they had and give them more opportunities than what they had. And I think that's where United Way steps in. You know, years ago, I was with a buddy of mine, and he was always happy. So I asked him the question. I said, how come you're always happy? He goes, here's how I look at the world. Eighty percent of the people in this world are good people. The other 20% aren't. He goes, so I just don't spend any time with that 20%. Right. What I want to point out and make sure people don't pigeonhole other people into, for the people that are trying to game the system, it doesn't matter the system. Somebody's trying to game that system. That's always going to be that way. But there's so much good going on with what you do for the few examples where people might be trying to game it. And quite frankly, the few that are probably trying to game it, you just give it to them anyhow. Because if you really look at where their economic status is, they're not in a great position. Right. They're not driving from Cantil to take advantage of things. It used to bother me, the ones that try to take advantage of the system. I'm past all that. Because on any level, any any situation, someone's going to try to take advantage. But I see so many success stories. That there's a young boy that's graduating from Ursuline, and we helped him get in Ursuline. I didn't know if he could make it. He's graduating with honors. We've been working with him since kindergarten. That makes it worth it. When right. we see those stories, we buy gifts. Uh, we partner with companies to get gifts for children uh, at Christmas. And I'm lo- I looked at the list last week, and one young girl wanted a foot massager. Her name's Paris. I said, Paris, why do you want a foot massager for, for Christmas? Well, my mother works at night. She needs it. Those stories are touching. They're sure. moving. And, 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 and I know we're doing the right thing. And for some of the kids that we get Christmas gifts with partnering with these companies that go out and shop for these children, that might be all they get. We had one young boy wants a bed. He doesn't have a bed. Uh, and, and we're going to find a way to get it done. So I know that we're doing the right thing and, and we're making a difference in these families' lives. So let's talk about the money a little mm-hmm. bit just because I kind of know about it right. and what you guys do with it. <clears throat> I think it's important for listeners to know how you leverage money, how the United Way leverages the impact of what you do. It's not that you just sit there and say, okay, give us what you can give us. You guys are, and you guys, and you have a phenomenal team there, by the way, and you know that, and I know that, and I see how hard your folks work. But you leverage this into grants. Yes. You leverage, and, and these are long-term grants that you guys are able to get. So you're, this is part of the reason you're 
able to serve a thousand children. And I, I want to bring that, and you kind of said it, but I want listeners to hear that you're serving a thousand children in our town, in yes. our valley. That's impact. That's 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 doing something significant with money here, you know, to the story with the boy that's graduating with honors from Urson. Maybe he never had that path without that. Right. Right. You know, Lee, a lot of the money we raise, so we raise corporate dollars, workplace giving dollars in the Valley, but we're able to take those dollars and, and grants will ask us, can you, can you match us? Can you get 100000 in local corporate dollars? And we get a company or companies or employees that help raise that, and the grant matches it. So we turn 100000 into 200000 or $250,000. That's critical to our success. You know, I began, Leo, 80% of the dollars we raised was workplace giving. People right here in the Valley giving out of their paycheck. Now it's 46%. Wow. Less people working. Less companies here. Our largest donor for 35 years was GM Lordstown. They're gone. So we have need to be creative to find new ways to get dollars to make an impact. But much of what we do is get local dollars, people giving local, and go to these national, federal, local, state grants. And when they can match those dollars from the local community giving, that's how we do it. So back in the day... Um I've been around long enough, right around where an indoor plumbing was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Leo. <laughs> yeah. So I was, and, and I would sit on the boards of charities. So I remember the days where we would go to the annual um, meetings at United Way, mm-hmm. where we were presenting our case for our charity for an allocation. Um, and it was a nice process. The, the, the folks always made it not a we always stressed about it, right? Because whether or not we were going to get funded, how much we we're going to get funded, you know, when you're running a charity, you always have those sure. anxieties, right? Um, although you still do that, um, and that's part of your model still, mm-hmm. but it's been significantly curtailed. So go a little deeper into how that is going on today, what that more modern model looks like. So we still fund more than 30 agencies, but they don't get the amount of dollars they once got. We communicated, we sat with them. Did they like it at first? Probably not. Uh, we're changing the model. Uh, but what we've done is we've tried to, th- so many of those agencies we fund, get them on board with the work we're doing. One good example of why. We want every second grader in Youngstown to learn how to swim. It could save their life someday. Many of these children don't know how to swim. They're scared of the water. We went to the Y and said, we'll fund you at a higher level than what you get if you get on board with what we want to fund you to do. First time I go, half the kids aren't swimming. They don't have bathing suits. We'll pay for the bathing suits. Now... We're doing really well in getting those second graders to learn how to swim. One, they love it, but one, it might save their life someday. So they're getting more dollars, these agencies, if they shift to what we're asking them to do. But we're taking big chunks of dollars and putting it into initiatives and driving those initiatives after school, Uh, school and uh, kindergarten readiness. We're taking dollars for what we call care closets. We're in 12 schools now where you can go in during the day if you're a teacher and get hygiene products, clothing, food for your students. The schools love these. Each care closet costs United Way $50,000. So if we're doing 20 of those, that's a huge investment. All right, it's a million bucks. But that's where our dollars are going, where we think we can make the greatest impact. I had a teacher tell me the other day, I have kids come to school, they never brush their teeth. Now, I, now you have toothbrush and toothpaste that you're providing for me, hygiene products for young girls. That's where the focus is. Everybody may not like the change of the model, 
but we think it's it's making real change in the valley and we've also been able to bring in more donors donors that maybe like the new model and, and, and leo it's really important that we now have over 500 volunteers so when they come they need to have a world-class experience in volunteering at united way because if they don't they're not going to give and they're going to go back and tell their friends and their co-workers and eh, my experience at united way was just okay but if it's phenomenal they're going to give their co-workers are going to give. We're going to get more volunteers. The biggest change of all in the old model, our volunteers were our board members. Now we have volunteers from 12 years of age to 82 years of age, and we have a donor base of over 500 volunteers. Anytime we need them, they show up. Wow. And if you, if you, and giving is about not just money. And I'm glad you're bringing up the volunteers because I was going there next. Um, not everybody has the money to give but has the desire to give. And with all the things, I mean, the food pantries. Yes. I mean, even though you set up these care closets, somebody has to stock them. Yes. Somebody has to drive around and physically go do those things. Uh, the food giveaways, not giveaways, but the food pantries that for the general public that you guys do on Saturdays and have done on Saturdays. Uh, that takes manpower. We only have 10 on our staff. As I said, we want to be the backbone. good example you brought up was the third Saturday of every month we do a food distribution. We began with 50 families during covid we now have 475. We identify families where it's not safe, not healthy, can't be out in the community, everywhere in the Mahoning Valley. We unload the food the third Saturday of every month. We pack it, and we have 60 drivers that will take maybe six or seven families. During COVID, they put it on the porch they left. Now they interact with these families. We have a waiting list of drivers. I thought keeping the drivers engaged would be the most difficult part. We've also learned not only is the food important that we're taking out, it's now a social relationship. Leo, if you were driving and you had seven families, you might sit on the porch and talk to these people for 10, 15 minutes. You may be the only visitor they see all week. We have many families that go out during the holidays and take food, take soup, take a cake. So not only are we providing food to people that can't get out of their homes, they're now excited to see you every month. Wow. <clears throat> this is all about the overarching philosophy of a hand up, not a handout. Correct. And, and, and that's what this impact model is doing. I mean, it's pushing kids. It's giving kids the safe environment to thrive where they don't have that. They have, I'm sure you see it all the time because little kids don't know, you know, they want to thrive. Right. They know that they don't know that they can't. Right. And, and then, and that's why this is so important to me as I see it go down the road. You know, if you're not catching them and helping them early, you know, then they, they're, their world's much more difficult. Their view of the world's much more harsh. What they become or don't become in life is much lower than what they can be, right? The one thing I've learned in, in the work that we do, and we focus on young, if they are not reading, these young children by third grade, they likely are not going to make it. The facts, the data show it. you got to get them reading by third grade, a third grade reading, the chances of them succeeding go down tremendously. So our focus is on partnering with the schools. How can we help you eliminate barriers to get these children to read by third grade? And that's where we're putting our dollars when it comes to early education and, and partnering with school districts that have challenges. You said something very important. If a young child, K to 2, is missing school, they want to be there. It's not on them. So we're working to educate parents. Is there an issue with busing? Is there an issue with transportation? We have vans. Can we help you get your children to school? you got to get them there. They need to be there on time. And if they are, and as you said earlier, showing up is, is half the battle, right? Right. If we get them there, they're going to succeed, and we're going to be able to have them uh, give them an opportunity to be successful. But that third-grade reading 
is an absolute must. So much so, and, and my fiance is a kindergarten teacher, and and this was my experience of watching kindergartners be assessed before they got there. And I don't know if a lot of people realize there's a lot that goes on making sure kids ready for kindergarten. Mm-hmm. I, I'm generationally where that was organized playtime. Right. You know, it's not anymore. And what kids are learning in kindergarten is probably what I learned in second or third grade. Right. It's a different story today. Absolutely. Right. So it sounds like when you say success before six, now that I'm exposed to that environment and seeing how mission critical that is, because, you know, you used to fall behind in maybe fourth or fifth grade. And that's back in our day. I don't know what they call it today, but we got held back. You get held back in kindergarten now. Yes, you can. And it, it, it happens a lot. It happens more than you would think. And that's why the Dolly Parton book program is important. These families sign up. They get the books. They read to their children. What we need to do next at United Way, the next evolution, how do we go into some of these homes and, and, and developments and start working with kids who are three, four years of age? So our children are going to kindergarten, you and I, our grandchildren, ready to go. Right. Some of these kids, by the time they come, aren't ready. It's like starting a race. If you're starting 50 yards behind, it's always hard to catch up. Right. So we're trying to catch up a lot of these children when they start in kindergarten or first grade. They are way behind, and we can get them there. But our next evolution is trying to develop strategies to work with these three- and four-year-olds so they have the same opportunity as the children that live in the suburbs. Wow. Okay. Well, i got to take a break. When we come back, what I'd like to talk about is the Volunteer Center that's underway. Uh, I want to talk about how people can get involved with you. And if you're just joining us, we are a podcast. We will be available tomorrow. Dave always delivers on that. And uh, we're available on the iHeartMedia app, or we're now on Spotify. Just search for Leo DePrilly or Jem Young, and we pop up pretty quick. All right, we'll be back after this break. This is Leo DePrilly. This is your money, and you're listening on AM 570 WKBN. Now back to Your Money, brought to you by Jim Young Insurance and Wealth Advisors, Star Center Drive, Canfield. Once again, Leo DiPrilli. Good Sunday morning. Welcome back to Your Money. This is Leo DiPrilli on this Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I know I eat a lot of food. I always do. I think that's a common thing we all do. If you're just joining, you know we're talking about charitable giving. It's that time of year, and I think this is important. Our community needs your involvement. Uh, a lot of you, like me, have been very fortunate in our careers, and, and I think it's important that we keep looking at the world by giving a hand up. That's my attitude, and I'm not a handout kind of guy. That's why this show we're highlighting uh, one of my favorite charities, the United Way. Uh, and I have Bob Hannon on, and he'll be back after this segment we're going to talk about uh, some more things with the United Way. But the point of the show today is just to get you thinking again about getting involved in your community, whether it be with your money, whether it be with your talents. And then just it's a good time of year to think about how do we make the world we live in a better place, knowing that there's a lot of people in this world that just don't have the advantages that we have. Uh, and it's not that they're bad people. They're trying. They just aren't there. And that's one of the reasons I wanted Bob and because of how deep they go with kids. And that's why I'm involved personally uh, with my time uh, 
with being on the finance committee of the United Way because I think it's important with what they do. I see what they do with the money. I see how they're good stewards of the money. So whatever, again, whatever your charity of choice is, this is the time to think of either your time, your talent, or your money um, and, and help them out. Give them that boost so that they can make more of a difference as they go into next year. Because this is part of our financial planning process and us at Gem Young Wealth Advisors being holistic financial planners. And when we look at the totality of the person, it isn't just about what can I get out of this world. Um, life is so much more to me than that. And it is for my clients. And that's the kind of people we connect with. And that's what we're trying to help people do. And you'll hear me say this, and I say this all the time, is you're kind of the CEO of your life, Right. And then, which means if we have more people thinking that way and thinking of other people other than themselves, the whole entire community just becomes a much better place to be. I know a lot of you already feel that way, and I know a lot of you all already do it, and that's wonderful, and I want you to keep doing that, and I want you to consider maybe helping differently uh, if you're just one that maybe would contribute. And, could, you know, for instance, your local church, maybe get more involved in what they do. There's a lot of impact models out there. I think the United Way has really done a great job of making it a large and effective impact model. Um, and it's, quite frankly, the right thing to do. Uh, if, you're just, if you missed the first segment with Bob and I, as you know, we are a podcast and we are available on the iHeartMedia app. And we're also available on Spotify. Just search for Leo DiPrilli or Jim Young and we're pretty easy to find on that. If you want to find out more information on the United Way, their phone number is 330-746-8494. Um, Bob will be willing to talk to you, uh, and so is the staff, to, to let you know what the mission is and what they're trying to accomplish within the United Way. And we've talked again about their, their helping over 1,000 children in our valley. This isn't a Youngstown thing. It's it's a valley thing. So that's in you know something else that's important. There's a lot of suburbs out here where people just struggle to get things as well. It's not just a city of Youngstown. We tend to think of it that way, but our reach is much broader than that in what it is that we do. So again, it's Thanksgiving. It's that time of year. Um, let's try do what we can to just help a lot of these charities get out over the finish line themselves. All right, we'll be back after this break. This is Leo DiPrilli. This is your money and you're listening on AM 570 WKB. Now back to Your Money, brought to you by Jim Young Insurance and Wealth Advisors, Star Center Drive, Canfield. Once again, Leo DiPrilli. Welcome back to Your Money. If you're just joining the show this morning, you know that I'm dedicating the show to charitable giving. You know, we all work hard. We Many of us have been very blessed and fortunate in our careers and our families but a lot of people struggle. So this is the time of year where I'm advocating that we give back. We give back to our community. You give to charities that matter to you, your church, whatever it is. Uh, it's just that time of year to do it. And, and so that's why I wanted to talk about it today. I just want to make sure that this is front and center for you. Uh, because we thrive as a community when we engage as a community. When we think beyond our own address. And we think in parts of town where we don't live, and many of us are fortunate that we don't have to understand, or we don't understand the struggles people have. So 
This is just as important to me as making sure that you've saved enough money to live the life you choose. You know, we talk a lot on the show about the work optional lifestyle and how we get there and the holistic planning that we do. And charitable giving to me is part of that holistic planning because that's what I think makes people more complete. Uh, so joining me this morning is a longtime dear friend of mine. And in the uh, nonprofit world, I'm going to call him our rock star. I have Bob <laughs> Hannon with me this morning. Bob, welcome back. Leo, great to be here. So through the years, and for those of you that don't know, and I'd be surprised if anybody didn't know that you're the president of the United Way of Mahoning Valley. He's always out in the community. Uh, the impact of what the United Way does in the community is significant. That's why I wanted to highlight that. And again, uh, I'm highlighting what good is out there. And whatever your cause is, I just want you to engage in that cause. And it doesn't have to be just money. You know, maybe your goal next year is your talent. You know, a lot of charities need volunteers. They don't, sure, they all need money. They can always use more money because the needs of what they do are always so great. But it's a balance of both. And that's what Bob's always trying to to work on is having good experience. We spoke of that in the first session about giving volunteers a good experience so that they continue to stay engaged and volunteer. Down that road is because of the effectiveness that the United Way has had in their programs and the way they continue to expand their community outreach. And just full disclosure, I'm on the finance committee of the United Way, so I know exactly what they do with their money, and I can tell you it's a very well-run charity of what they do with their money. Their administrative costs are impressively low. It amazes me that they have the talent that they do. And you can tell people work there because they love it. Because like we spoke of on the break, these folks could make a lot more money in the private sector. And they're choosing to stay here because they feel the impact of what they're making in the community. So the next evolution, Bob, for the United Way is a volunteer center. So lay this out for us. Well, we're ecstatic about this. It's a volunteer resource center. So really it came to be during COVID. We started the food distribution with 50 families, and and it it was a void in the community for people that couldn't get out. How do we get them food? You know, in the middle of winter, it's freezing. These volunteers are out there, and it's it's, it's challenging. Also, we get places like the local grocers sometimes will call and go, I have ground beef. I have chickens. Can you take them? We have nowhere to put this. If you go to our office on Watch Street in Youngstown, we have pods in the parking lot full of clothes. We have product inside our office. It's it's everywhere. We needed to do something. I know I, we've had to walk around it so during you a meeting. No, you're there, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So I, I I looked at other United Ways. I reached out to my peers. Do any what do you, what do you do when you get involved in this situation? Milwaukee was closely aligned with what I wanted to do. They have a volunteer resource center. We took a group during COVID. And that was challenging, of eight of us to Milwaukee, volunteers, donors, and we learned a lot. Came home, so we need to do this. But we don't want to take donor dollars for capital. Applied for a federal earmark, very competitive through Senator Sherrod Brown, statewide. He picked four projects. He had 82 applicants. We were blessed to be one of the four, a $1.5 million gift. It took a long time to find the right land and property. We are going to be at 8133 Market Street. We are in the process now of beginning to build this facility, which should be done by June. It will now be the home of our warehouse, 8,000 square feet, 4,000 square feet of office space. In the winter, we'll be able to store this food. Our volunteers can work inside. 
we will have our non, some of our nonprofits work out of there. Red Cross already wants to do babysitter training out of there. They want to do a blood drive. We are ecstatic. This was the next big deal for us. Alva Volunteer Resource Coordinator. We plan to partner with every high school. All these high school students, especially National Honor Society, children, students that want to go to college, need volunteer hours. Let us be your vehicle to get you those volunteer hours. Um, by June, we'll, this will be up and running. And I think it's important, too, strategically where you're putting this. It's in the center of the area that you're serving. Yes. And, and that's why you picked where you picked. It wasn't an arbitrary. We didn't, you know, and sometimes being in the city for something like this logistically makes things much more difficult. Finding land and space in the city was difficult. Uh, Boardman is, is good for us because of a lot of our volunteer base uh, are in the suburbs. Boardman, Canfield, Poland, South Range. Um, so it was easy for them to get there. Where we do our food now is the Southwoods parking lot. So for these volunteers to go up the street to market, they could almost walk there. So it's it's an easy lift for them just to go right up uh, to 8133 Market. Another piece of this, Leo, was that sometimes we're perceived as the United Way of Youngstown, not the Mahoning Valley, because we do a lot of work in Youngstown. To have a presence in Boardman, we thought was important to show the community as well. We are in the suburbs. We're in Sebring. We're in North Jackson. We're in Struthers. We do work in all these communities. And I think the visibility to be in the suburbs was important as well. Right. And that's why it's important when you hear in Mahoning Valley, you don't just think Youngstown. Right. And, and that's the thing with a lot of people. They think that's what's the only part where people are struggling, you know, lower income. But it's not. It's in every city. In every every township that we have, uh, we even have some of the people we help on our food distribution. The reality, Canfield and Poland, and people go really yes. People in Canfield and Poland, there are people there that do struggle. That's right, and and, and as that world changes, so as the impact grows, this is where where we were talking about. <clears throat> excuse me, earlier in the show about leveraging money through the grants. <clears throat> excuse me for a lot of the shows that are a lot of the um, success before six programs that you have. Leveraging that to a thousand kids, right? You know, throughout the Mahoning Valley, not just the city of Youngstown, mm-hmm. right? That's important to bring that up so people don't think that's just where it is. And to your point, you never know. And um, my dad was real involved, and my family's still involved in the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Great place, especially the one that's connected to St. Christine. Mm-hmm. My dad was one of the founding members, and you know that organization. And we we support you. We support them because. One of the things, and in, in you're amazed that maybe your neighbor next door is struggling. You don't know why. You don't know if somebody lost a job, took a demotion, you know, and things like that. And, and so the privacy, too, of how you help people when it comes to that, like St. Vincent de Paul, the privacy of how they help people. And it's all back to what we're talking about. The, my theme here is lifting up, you know, having a community that lifts up. Well, it touches home. I, I have a good friend who had a thriving business, um, and it, it was doing great. Now we get him a food cart every month um, so he can go to Giant Eagle and get food. His business went south. He's older. He has some health issues. Some of his family passed away. Um, we're helping him. So and during the week, we go out to families in, in, in some of the suburbs and support them with food or maybe help them get to their hospital appointments. So you never know when you're going to help someone at one time that might have really been doing well. Some When, when some of the local uh, manufacturing plants closed. We had people that were leadership donors of a thousand dollars or more who were coming to United Way for food help because they lost their job. Wow! Mm-hmm. Right. I say this all the time, Bob, and you know that that people look at business and go, "Wow, that looks easy." 
and look how well they're doing. But in reality, that's very fragile. Just like, so running a business is no different than having a family. It's very fragile and, and, and things can change at a moment. Can you speak to some of the other organizations that you fund and, and where that United Way reach just goes that next step? Boys and Girls Club does great work. A lot of the children that come to our after-school program, they'll leave our after-school program, finish up their day at Boys and Girls Club. So that that's important. So we, we see that organization. We do great work with the Y and getting those second graders to learn how to swim. Another great organization, Help Network. They're at an undisclosed location close to United Way. You walk in their call room, they're taking suicide calls. They're taking crisis calls. And the reason they're undisclosed they have people in the call room 24-7 for safety. They don't want people to know they're there. I've been in their call rooms when they're taking those crisis calls. Uh, it's it's amazing the kind of work they do. Catholic Charities, uh, the great work that they do in, in the Valley. Utilities, they support utilities, people that can't pay their utilities. The list goes on and on of the great nonprofits that we support and partner with. And I like to think of it as a partnership. Uh, there are so many places in the Valley that, that really do amazing work. I'm just highlighting a couple of sure. those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are the ones that, that are cl- closest to home for me who we support. And that's leverage. We talk about in our business, in the financial planning business, how do we leverage somebody's assets so that they can achieve what it is they want to achieve? It's important because money, you know, we talk about velocity. You know, how often does money move, right? right. And how, and, and I've always say to my clients, you know, first of all, the mindset I want them to get into is they're the CEO of the rest of their life, right? Mm. And uh, we're subcontractors that help them get there, okay, that help them execute their strategies, which we help them define personally, right? So that's the, <clears throat> excuse me, the mindset that we want people to have. And that's sort of the mindset that I want to have people thinking about today, because no matter how little they give, you know, they're also the CEOs of outcomes of their community. And one thing I've seen shift over the last 10 or 15 years is people more into themselves and less into community. Mm-hmm. And uh, in spite of all of that, I see the United Way leveraging its resources, whether it's people or money, and watching this expand watching the fundraising expand, watching the community help get even better, knowing that when you're giving to a cause, and sometimes and causes are very important people, and uh, but in this case, you're giving to community impact, community engagement. That's why I wanted you to bring up the, what I consider the three pillars of what the United Way does, and, and that's the, the impact on children, the, the volunteerism and, and, and the volunteer center, of that in the way your money's leveraged to other organizations that you're helping other charities thrive. So that's a significant impact model to me. Uh, thanks, Leo. I appreciate it. That's how we feel. We talk a lot at our office. If United Way would go away tomorrow, would the community miss us? In my opinion, it's absolutely yes. That has to happen. That has to be what a nonprofit does, that if you're not here, would there be a huge void in the community? And I believe without United Way, there there would be. I feel like we're relevant. I feel like there's a buzz about United Way in the Valley. That's what we want. That's what we need to continue to strive for uh, and make sure that we never feel we arrived. We want our donors to come see our work. We want you to come and feel good. We're not like, well, just give us the dollars. Don't come and see what we do. (laughs) No, come. You want to come to after school? You want to come to the third Saturday? 
you'll feel better about what you do if you come and see. We've had a lot of volunteers, company, corporate leaders, come see the Saturday and then write the check rather than write the check first because they, they're doubting Thomas's. They want to see. And that's good. I like that. But but I appreciate you feeling that way about what we're doing. And you hit on the talent. I feel I have a very talented group of people that work with me. Uh, number one thing we look for, do you have the passion? Well, so, let's highlight Roxanne and Tina, right? I, the whole staff's good, but let's highlight those two for a minute. Roxanne C. Best, our vice president. Tina Chance is our resource development director. They they are stars. Uh one thing, the number one thing I look for in hiring, do you have the passion? Sometimes this work can get messy. We're dealing with tough families, tough situations. Can you handle that? Do you want to deal with these families? Because even if you raise money, you're out there meeting the families. You need to be able to tell the story. You're not just going and seeing corporate um, Honing Valley. Right. They believe in the work. They, they like the work. Uh, and, and they're involved in the fundraising aspect. They can make the ask because they believe and they can tell the story of what we're doing. Uh, and they are so good in front of people. I'll have major corporate leaders tell me, eh, next time you can just send Roxanne or Tina. We're good, Bob. Uh, you don't have to be there every time. And that's a good thing, right? That's it, right. Because they trust them. These are my two I do. go-to. <laughs> I do, too. And, and both of them have been with me almost a decade. So the familiarity with the work, the familiarity with the agencies, the relationship with the donors, they know all the key players that support United Way. And uh, I'd be lost without both of them. So... If people want to help, Bob, how do who's the best person to call? And I know it's not me. No, like just like <laughs> me either. Same thing. Do you want my? We were joking in between the segments that you know when my clients need something done, I <laughs> never get called because they know better, right? But I'm there to. I'm the strategy guy. You know, right. I'm the guy that puts the plans together and stuff like that. Just like you, you're running. You're running the organization, but you're available to speak. If there's organizations out there that want to hear the United Way story, you're willing to do that, right? Uh, I enjoy doing that. It's one of the things I do a lot of. Go in front of companies, go in front of school teachers, go in front of union workers to tell the story. I'm absolutely available. If you want to volunteer, Roxanne Seabest in our office. You can either call our office, go to our website, but call Roxanne She's dialed into the volunteer side of the office. She leads all of that. She's absolutely the best person to to talk with. Okay. So if they want to just even engage you for a speaking engagement, call Roxanne as well, and she'll direct them to where they need to go. You could call and talk to me or okay. Roxanne. Say, hey, okay. you know, I'd like to hear more about United Way. I heard Bob and Leo talking about it. Call the office. Ask for me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm there all the time. I take the calls. So I would absolutely uh, like to come and, and share our story with as many people as possible. What number should they be calling? 330-746-8494. If you want to learn more about volunteer opportunities, you can go to our website at www.ymvunitedway.org, like Youngstown Mahoning Valley. It's www.ymvunitedway.org. You'll see the volunteer opportunity, something you might like, and call and say, I like this report card mentoring with students. I like the Saturday food distribution. I'd like to be a mentor to students. So you might want to go on and look first or just call the office and I'll walk you through it or come talk to you and your company. And that's not some, that's something we haven't had a chance to talk about, the report card mentoring, which has been a very effective program, right? Leo, and, and, and what we do is we get companies to go meet with students after they get their report card. And most of them, their report card begins to improve. Why? Because you keep coming back, and these students have so much inconsistency in their life, 
that they're like, that man or that lady's going to come back and see me again. They really care about my report card. There's a bond, and, and we build strategies. You might have a student that's two A's, two B's, and a D. How do we get the D to a C? How do we get the D to a B? And, and that person will work with those students. If you come, we try to put men with, with the boys, women with the girls. You might meet with four young ladies if you're a woman, and you sit down after every report card and you build strategies for success. You provide incentives, too. You might provide an incentive for them uh, to be successful. And they're stunned at first when you keep coming back because so many people let them down. But it works. And we see great improvement with report card mentoring. Wow. <clears throat> That's outstanding to hear. So what's the next phase for the United Way of Mahoning Valley? We like to say if, you, if you're staying the same, you're falling behind. So you got to keep changing. You need to keep looking at new things. First, the volunteer resource centers are a huge initiative that will be up and running by June. How do we continue to build our volunteer base? We want to get more volunteers. We've, we've done well here. We want more volunteers, 18 to 22, because they're the next generation of donors. In 10 years, they'll be sitting on our board. They'll be giving in the community. And if they have a good experience in high school, they're going to think, you oh, know, I'm a leader now in the community. United Way was a great place when I was in high school. I need to be on their board. I need to be making a gift. So get more and more younger people engaged and get this volunteer resource center to be an incredible place for United Way to showcase our work and something we'll be proud of. You know, I've said this for years, and I'm a very tech-forward guy. I always have been. Um, and as technology <clears throat> excuse me, continued to change our life, I, I looked at it and said, and we've gotten to the point where I say that we have technology, and again, I'm the first guy to try something new, um, but the human condition hasn't changed, right? Right. It might have made things easier, faster, or right now in, in how we execute it, but that hasn't changed. So volunteerism, to me, is just as important to people. The world has changed, but the human condition hasn't. So I think in one, as a somebody that, that works with the United Way, I'm excited about the way you're transitioning to the next generation so the next generation feels valuable and gives them a way to engage where when you're 18 to 22, you don't have the money to be a donor. Right. But you, that doesn't mean you still don't care about your community. And, you know, my kids are actively involved in volunteering for many different organizations because that's the life they saw for their parents' lead. Right? It, absolutely. Leo, one other story. I love these anecdotal stories. We had a young girl from Canfield needed National Society honors. Came every Saturday, signed her paper, she leaves. I'm like, you're done now. She goes, what do you mean? I go, your hours are up. She goes, I'll be back. She brought her mother and her father. Wow. They now drive the third Saturday of every month. Her parents have the means to give. They're now giving. That wasn't the point of it. The point is she kept coming after her hours were done, and she brought her parents. That means she believes in the work. That's the key for United Way. We, 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 I thought I'd never see her again. She was, this is amazing. I've got to get involved. My parents got to get involved. We've got to keep doing this. That's what we need to do. And I, that really made me feel good. Yeah, absolutely. And there's story after story about how all of this happens. Well, Bob, believe it or not, we are about out of time. But if you're just joining the show or and you didn't get to hear the first segment with Bob and I, it's a great, it, it's a great listen. So that will be available to you tomorrow. The podcast will be available. And it's available on either the iHeartMedia app or on Spotify, just search for Leo DiPrilli or Jem Young. 
and will be available for that. Bob Hannon, he's the president of the United Way of the Mahoning Valley. Bob, thanks for taking your time to come in today and sharing the United Way story with us. Leo, always great to see you. Thanks for supporting us, being on our finance committee. You know, I changed careers midpoint of my life. If you ever want a career in radio, I think you have an opportunity. You're pretty good at this. Well, everybody says I got the perfect face for radio. <laughs> you have the voice. The face I would agree with as well. <laughs> Thanks, Leo. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you. You too, Bob. All right. We'll be back after the break. This is Leo DePrilling. This is your money. And you're listening on AM 570. Where has all the money gone? Now back to your money. Brought to you by Jim Young Insurance and Wealth Advisors, Star Center Drive, Canfield. Once again, Leo DePrilly. Welcome back to your money. This is Leo DePrilly. I appreciate you listening this morning. I knew you would enjoy Bob Hannon. He's such a great guy. He's a difference maker in the nonprofit world, in my opinion. And what's going on with the United Way is making a huge difference. There's long-term benefits to what they're doing, not just band-aiding problems. And today's show was about charitable giving. And I wanted to highlight the United Way, but still say to you, you know, give to who you want to give to. There's a lot of good charities out there, honorable charities out there. But for all of us that have been fortunate and blessed with what we have in our life, you know, let's remember those this time of year that are struggling that may not be looking at the holidays with the same optimism that we are because of what we've been able to have. And this is, again, part of our holistic approach to financial planning. And when you thrive and your community thrives, then it's just a much nicer place and a better place for everybody to be. So that's where I'm coming from today. So nothing about money, no self-improvement tips for me today. This is about just being effective members of our community and what we can do to help people this time of year. Uh, and besides, it feels good. You know, when we're helping other people, it feels good. And full disclosure, again, I sit on the finance committee of the United Way. And I'm a money guy, so I want to know what they're doing with their money. And I can tell you that they're very good stewards with the money they raise. And I'm sure there's a lot of other good ones out there. Um, but look around. If you missed the show, I think you'll enjoy just hearing Bob Hannon. We stayed away from sports, which tells me that was, which believe me, that was incredibly difficult to do because him and I can talk sports for hours. So uh, we're a podcast, and the show is available on the iHeartMedia app, and it's also available on Spotify. And uh, just do a search for Leo DiPrilli or Jem Young, and we both uh, pop up pretty easy. If you want more information on the United Way, you can always call Bob or the office at 330-746-746. 8494. Appreciate you listening. Enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. This is Leo DiPrilli. You're listening to Your Money on AM 570 WKB. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.